Of you all here in the house of God? I'm, I came to talk to some hungry people tonight. Hallelujah. God pours water on ground that's thirsty. We'll see that tonight in scripture. All right, Hebrews 11 verse 1. Do we have that? Okay, let's read together. Ready, read. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's how we know it. All right, now let's switch to the Amplified Bible, please. The Amplified on that. Let's read together. Ready, read. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So faith doesn't operate in the sense realm. Faith operates in a, in a different realm. Amen? So we're talking again tonight on faith and revelation knowledge. This is part two of that, faith and revelation knowledge. Father, tonight, thank you so much for giving us the privilege and the opportunity to come into your house once again to share with the saints, to be together with the saints, to glorify you. There's no place that we'd rather be. So God, we didn't have to press our way to be here tonight. We wanted to be here tonight in the house of God. Thank you, Lord. We were glad when they said unto us, let us go into the house of the Lord. Thank you, Father, that as we have come, as we've gathered ourselves, there is a word from you tonight for us. I pray that you speak that which we need to hear. I pray that rivers of revelation knowledge would flow in this place, that God, that you pour out from heaven above God and release that which we need. Impart to us that which we need, Lord, on the inside of us tonight, God. Make a change, make a shift in our lives tonight, God. Bring us to a different realm, a different level, a different territory, God. A new dimension in you, Lord. We receive fresh revelation, God. Let it flow in this place. We thank you, Lord that you'll, Lord, you'll even manifest yourself in your glory in this place. We receive you tonight with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, take your seats tonight in the presence of the Lord. All right, glory to God. We're so thankful tonight again for each of you being here and uh, being a part of this service. And I pray that God will speak to your hearts, even those who are watching us uh, by way of internet, those watching on YouTube and Facebook and Roku and whatever means people are watching. Amen. Faith and revelation knowledge. Now, just a little bit of review again. We've been talking about how uh, Adam again uh, came into the Garden of Eden. When God put him there, he operated on a different level, right? He operated purely on revelation knowledge. He didn't operate on education or information. He operated on revelation, right? He didn't learn things. He discerned everything. And so when sin came in and Adam fell, Adam fell down from, from the revelation level down to the information level. And so man has progressed through various stages and ages, right? right? Through the Stone Age, the Bronze Age, Iron Age, and so forth, all these different things. But yet, man has progressed to what they call the Information Age, right? In the Information Age, what people seek is knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. And how many ever heard this phrase, knowledge is power? Y'all ever heard that? Well, that's a worldly phrase, isn't it? We know the Bible says knowledge puffs up. Human knowledge is talking about there. So when people go after human knowledge, they are grasping for human knowledge. They think knowledge is power. So what man does is try to go after as much knowledge as possible. 
So that's why people go uh, from uh, one level of education to a, to a higher level of education. And even people, once they've uh, gotten their degrees, they're out of school, they're working, they want to continue to getting uh, more knowledge because they think the more knowledge they have, the more power they have. Glory to God. When you're dealing with a sickness, I need to get more knowledge about my sickness. Come on now. So I got to study WebMD. I got to go on Google and, you know, I got to Google my sickness and see all the symptoms and all the prognoses and all the different things, how to handle it and what's going, you know, because I think my knowledge gives me power. But that's a worldly man, a man system right there. And we don't operate on human knowledge. Amen. So people are grasping for more and more knowledge. The thing about it is, as we've progressed over time, you, you can progress through, through the realms of knowledge, but you can't progress through to, to revelation. You understand that? In other words, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you get. It doesn't matter if you're a kindergartner. Doesn't matter if you're a fifth grader. Doesn't matter if you're an eighth grader. Doesn't matter if you just graduated high school. Doesn't matter if you have your associates or your bachelors or your masters or your doctorate. You can you can progress through through education. You can progress through information. You can progress through knowledge, but you can't progress to revelation. You have to switch. Am I talking to the right people? You have to switch over to revelation. That's the reason Jesus said, get Mark 1.15 on the screen. That's the reason Jesus Christ came along. This scripture hit me uh, some years ago. Jesus Christ came along when he, at the beginning, the very beginning of his ministry, and he said this. He said, he, he said, in saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. He's presenting the kingdom of God. He's presenting a new operating system. Some of y'all know about computers. The v- computers have operating systems in them. Uh, if you try to use a, a Mac computer, Apple, and you try to use a, uh, a Microsoft type of system, a PC, they have two different operating systems and they don't work together. Is that right? So, it, so pe- there are people who are used to, used to working on PCs and they, somebody gives them a Mac or they buy a Mac computer and they're frustrated because I don't know how to operate this Mac computer. So they got to have somebody to teach them, show them around on how to maneuver with a Mac system. Because it's a different operating system. Glory to God. So Jesus Christ came and said, repent. He he came and said, the kingdom of God is at hand. He said then, repent and believe in the gospel. Or change your thinking. He He didn't mean turn from sin there. He meant change your thinking. Because the way you've been thinking has been an earthly, a fallen man way of operation. And so the kingdom of God is not that way. The kingdom of God is a different, whole different operating system. Glory to God. Matter of fact, if, 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 you're, if you're not a, a, a techie savvy person, if you're not a person that's very astute in computers, uh, you will have no idea how to get even a Mac system and a PC to even communicate. Am I right about this, Kirkland? You, 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 you struggle to do it. You can't, it's frustrating. Because you got to get things to try to translate to something different. Glory to God. And so what happens is, is if, you don't, if you don't renew your mind to the kingdom of God system, it's like trying to operate Mac with PC knowledge. Or vice versa. You understand that? And so we can't do that that way. There's a whole different way of operating. 
That's why Jesus Christ will come along. You read Matthew 13, these parables where he'd say things like the kingdom of God is as if. In other words, he, what he's saying was the kingdom of God operates this way. Glory to God. So when you, for you to go from knowledge, information, education to revelation, you can't, you can't uh, make, you can't progress to it. You have to just switch. Are oh, you hearing me? Are oh, y'all hearing me tonight? And that's the problem with most believers is most believers get born again. They come to church. They, they, they love Jesus Christ. They serve in ministry. They're going to heaven anyhow, but they never uh, switch systems. One of the things I used to hear, this is years ago, Brother Creflo Dollar would always say this. He said it was uh, the, the one instruction to the, to the sinner is to get saved. But the instruction to the believer is to renew your mind. If you're a sinner, get saved. If you're, if you're a believer, renew your mind. Because you can be a believer and not have a renewed mind and still be trying to operate, trying to get kingdom results with world system uh, mechanics. Am I right about this? And they don't mix. They're not going to work and you'll be frustrated. This faith don't work. Faith does work. You just don't know how to work faith. Just, you're trying to work faith with, with a work system. You're try, trying to work the kingdom of God with a worldly uh, a way of operating, a worldly mindset. And it doesn't work. So you have to switch over to Revelation. And the good thing about it is you can do it at any time. Did you hear what I said? You can do it at any time. You can switch over to Revelation in third grade. Oh, I wish I had switched to Revelation in third grade. I wish in third grade I had known that there was a whole different way of operating. I wish I had known in fifth grade. I wish I had known when I was graduating high school that there was another way to operate. Praise God. I'd be much further along. I thank God for where he's brought me from. But I'd be much further along now if I had known. And if I had made the switch. Tell your neighbor, make the switch. Make the switch. So you got to switch over. You got to switch over. Praise the Lord. All right, now. So revelation comes from God, and I told your son that revelation is designed to put us on top, right? So what the devil wants to do is keep us down on the sense knowledge level, right? Remember uh, two Wednesday, I think it was last Wednesday, actually, I gave you these two types of knowledge. I gave you one sense knowledge and two revelation knowledge. Now just as a refresher, sense knowledge is any information that's gained or revealed through the senses from human sources. That's what sense knowledge is. And that's what every one of us, every one of us born into this world, that's what we learned. We learn sense knowledge uh, operation. Everything about us was uh, a response to what we gained from our senses. We, that's how we learned our names. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you weren't born knowing your name was Tamara. But people called you Tamara enough times, you figure, that must be my name. (laughs) Are you hearing that? that, That's how it was for all of you. None of you all were born and read your birth certificate. You didn't know what your name was. Somebody, people kept calling you that. Right? Okay. So you gain this information through, through the senses from human sources. Okay? Glory to God. Now, natural men live on that sense knowledge level, right? And, but that, knowledge, that level is where fear dominates. Okay? This whole system in this earth, I mean, I don't know how many of y'all, this, this, this past weekend, I mean, 
people really freaked out. My wife and I, we were in Home Depot Monday, and people were running around at Home Depot on Monday trying to buy generators. Oh my God. I mean, like, it's just, it's rain, child. This is Florida. It's raining, it's windy. It's a tropical climate. It does this here all the time. Where have you been? Nebraska? This is Florida. It's always going to rain here. It's always going to be windy. Oh, yeah, but it was real rainy and real windy. It's Florida. Growing up, when I was a little kid, that kind of rain, we would have been outside making little boats on the curb and sending boats down the street on the curb when, when I was a kid. Come on, y'all. But this sense knowledge level, that sense realm, it freaks people out. That's why the devil knows he can get people in fear by, by being the master of the airwaves. And every time you look, look at television and they play commercials on television about, you know, two out of three people are going to suffer with COPD and you got this and that and you got fibromyalgia and all this. I mean, everything just boom, 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 boom. You have a risk of heart attack, AFib. And what is AFib? We don't even know AFib is. Just boom, 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 boom. It's all fear, 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 fear. My goodness. And if that's not bad enough, we take the medicine and it might cause blindness in one of your eyes and your, one of your ears might start to bleed and one of your toes might fall off and everything. Right? And you're scared to even live because that fear paralyzes you on that sense knowledge level. But then there's the revelation knowledge level. Now remember, natural men, that's, they can only live on the sense knowledge level. If you're not born again, you can only live on that fear level. Because you, your, your, your spirit isn't born again. So you can't operate on this revelation knowledge level. Because God, spirit speaks to spirit. So revelation knowledge comes from above. It's revealed, things are revealed to your spirit. It's from divine sources. Deep cause of deep. Y'all got it? So God can only speak to born again men. He can only give revelation knowledge to born again men. And that's where faith operates. So that's what we've been talking about. Your faith needs revelation knowledge. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Okay. Now, so faith is the victory. Remember 1 John 5, over in verse 4, where it says, uh, now this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Okay, now I'll show you a little bit tonight if we, we get into it here, uh, how you need, you need the word of God. Well, I, I didn't start my clock, so just, we just have to flow with it. Praise the Lord. All right, so your, your, your uh, faith needs revelation knowledge. Okay, now, so sense knowledge, everybody say sense knowledge. Sense knowledge. And then revelation knowledge. All right, now let's look at the book of Daniel, please. The Old Testament, one of the major prophets. Look at the book of Daniel, please. Because we're in, I told you this on a couple Sundays ago, the Revelation age. All right, uh, Apostle Derber, the Lord, Lord prophesied through him, this being the revealing year. Right? And we're not letting that go, are we? This is a revealing year, so things are being revealed, but also things are being revealed to us. Okay, uh, the Lord gave us his word for this year being a year of great opportunity. Yes. Right. And I, the prayer the Lord told me to pray from last year was to pray that the people's eyes will be open to see 
the great opportunity that God gives us. So in other words, God wants to reveal, here's an open door, here's an open way for you. You got it? So this is the time of, of, of revelation. All right, now Daniel chapter 12, please. Chapter 12. And I want to show you something because remember now what I said, we started out by talking, by saying that men, natural men are progressing through this, through the information levels. Right? Adam fell down from revelation down to information. He fell down from, yearn, from learning, uh, from discerning down to learning. So man has been learning all these centuries, all these thousands of years, man has been learning. And the more man researches, the, man, the more uh, science is working and so forth, man is just simply learning more and more and more. And we have become, I think we'd all agree, more knowledgeable than we've ever been. Is that right? Okay. So uh, Daniel 12, <clears throat> excuse me, and verse 1 says, at that time, Michael, now y'all know who Michael is, right? Michael is the archangel. He is, he is Israel's angel. He specifically assigned over, over Israel. At that time, Michael shall stand up, that great, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. So Michael is assigned the children of Israel, okay? And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation. Even to that time, and at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. Glory to God. Now, I don't know how many of y'all, your, your Bible says, above my, this chapter, my Bible says, prophecy of the end time. Yes, Anybody else's Bible says that? Yes. Okay, so we're talking about the end time. That's the times we're living in now. And the time ahead of us, okay? So verse 2, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Sound like what's happening to rapture, right? And he says, uh, they shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt or destruction. Verse 3, remember we read this here a few weeks ago. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn men into righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Y'all remember that? Okay, now look at verse 4. Verse 4, but you, Daniel, in the meantime, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro. In other words, in the meantime, between the time you are given this prophecy, Daniel, and the time that verses 1 through 3 are fulfilled, here's what's going to happen. Many shall run to and fro, move everywhere, travel everywhere, Searching everywhere and knowledge, come on now, shall increase. So knowledge is increasing rapidly. It's prophetically declared by God that knowledge shall increase. Glory to God. Now, I mean, you think about it. How many of y'all are over 40? Raise your hand, over 40. All right, so if you're over 40, you remember the days when we didn't have cell phones. Right? You remember the days we didn't have cell phones? Okay, but you're not at 40 yet, right? All right, well, I'll let some of y'all slide in with us, too. All right, some of, some of us don't, some of us remember the days when we didn't have, we didn't have cordless telephones. You remember, you remember that, too? We had the, the, the cord, the little curly cord, and we got fancy when we got like a 30-foot, you know, you can take that phone and drag it all through the house, be in the room, hiding at night. My mama don't know I'm on the phone. Shh. Be sneaking 
See, y'all remember that? And that phone, you turn it. Then they got the push button. Wow, wow, wow. Remember that? Now think about that. Just it's, it's, That's really not that long ago. I mean, in the scope of human history. In the scope of human history. We're talking about 40 years ago. But this, we've been on, on this planet for thousands of years. But just that fast, from the time that Alexander Graham Bell came up with the idea for a phone, that's so they say, that the, the phone, was, phone was brought about. Now here we are. Now we're walking around with cell phones. How many of y'all have a cell phone on? You got it in your purse, on your pocket, somewhere. I mean, we got cell phones. You can be anywhere in your cell phone. You can, you can open your car door. You can unlock your house. And you can do all kinds of stuff on your phone. What? What's happened? Knowledge has increased. I mean, we're talking about now where we have, I mean, how many years ago what, was it when, uh, was, help me with this, babe, the, uh, uh, Drew, I think it was, that Charles Drew learned how to uh, separate plasma and everything, and that prepared the way for the first uh, transplants and everything that we, transfusion transplants, and now we are with people, you know, heard about first, you know, a liver transplant or a kidney transplant, uh, a heart transplant. Now, the people are trying to do, they're doing face transplants. What? We're talking about in less, in less than 60, 70 years. I mean, what, 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 what I saw many years ago, there was a, there was a movie years ago called Face Off. Y'all saw me, y'all remember Face Off. And we thought, boy, that, that, boy, that'll never happen. It's happening. Why? Because knowledge is increasing. Human knowledge is increasing. At the same time, though, revelation knowledge is increasing. There are things that have been revealed to us in the last 50, 60 years that our foreparents didn't know about the word of God. There are things when, when, when Brother Hagin came along and began to minister things, things that he just simply broke open to the body of Christ that we didn't, I mean, they didn't know. Because at the same time that human knowledge is increasing, revelation knowledge is increasing. Now, human knowledge produces toil. I'll show you that here. But revelation knowledge it produces rest. Human knowledge produces fear. Revelation knowledge produces faith. Are y'all with me on this here? So he said, again, and knowledge shall increase. Everybody say knowledge shall increase. Now, I want to show you that both types of knowledge are increasing here. Look at Ecclesiastes, please. Ecclesiastes, you're in Daniel. Go back towards the front of the book. There's a few books here. All right, to Ecclesiastes. If you hit Proverbs, you went too far. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to show you first sense knowledge here. Glory to God. The danger of it. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 1, are you there? Here's what the, the, uh, the preacher says, Solomon. I commune with my heart saying, look, I have attained great greatness and I've gained more wisdom than all who were before me in Jerusalem. My heart has understanding, my, sorry, my heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge. And I set my heart to know wisdom. 
and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this is also, this also is grasping for the wind. Now, this is, this is some trouble here. It sounds like Solomon, all right, he's getting wisdom from God. But no, 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 no. He said, I set my heart to know wisdom. He's seeking out something here. In fact, the wisdom that you read about in Ecclesiastes is generally not the same wisdom you read about in the book of Proverbs. It's a different wisdom. Let's look at that. Give me this same verse, verse 16, 17 in the Amplified Bible, please. 16, 17, Amplified Bible. Y'all with me tonight? He says, I entered into counsel with my own mind. Now remember, God already said I'm going to give you wisdom. God already told Solomon, I'm going to give you wisdom, all the wisdom you can handle. But remember, he messed up and God already told him, hey, don't mess around with them other women over there now. Because if you mess around with those other women over there, they're going to get your heart turned from me. You're going to go out there doing all kind of stuff. And he, what he do? He go, he fell in love with all these other women. He fell in love with all these other women. And when he went out there, he got a thousand wives now. Something like that. 300 wives, 700 concubines, something like that, whatever it is. A lot of women. And they were foreigners. And had them worshiping foreign gods. So we know he's got foreign gods. Now instead of receiving the wisdom of God, he's out searching. He's intermeddling with all wisdom. All right, 16. He says, I entered into counsel with my own mind, saying, behold, I have acquired great human wisdom. Do you see that? Yes, more than all who have been over Jerusalem before me. And my mind has had great experience of moral wisdom and scientific knowledge. He started going to school. Now, where's God trying to give him a wisdom beyond man's ability? He starts going to school. Learning about stuff. He's measuring the seas and the trees and all the things. that You read early in chapter 1, you'll see all the stuff he's doing. He's like, yeah, I checked it all out. I was learning. Matter of fact, he, he, he talks about it. Uh... In verse, let me go back to verse, verse uh, uh, six, ver verse five, verse five. He says, but the, the sun also rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it, where it rose. The wind goes toward the south and turns around to the north. The wind whirls about continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers came, there they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. He, he's, he's starting to get kind of crazy. He's like, this too much. See, because God's trying to just give him wisdom, revelation knowledge, but he's out there digging up stuff scientifically looking for, for answers. Oh, y'all hear me tonight. All right, go back to, to verse, verse uh, 16 amplified. Verse 16 amplified. And he says here, and he says, so I had great experience of moral wisdom and scientific knowledge. Now look at verse 17 here. He says, and I gave my mind, I gave my mind to no practical wisdom. We call that common sense. I want to know common sense. Now God's going to operate above common sense. God's trying to give this guy wisdom, right? He says, and to discern the character of madness and folly in which men seem to find satisfaction. I perceive that this is also is a searching after wind and a feeding on it. Verse 18. For in much human wisdom is much vexation. 
And he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Boy, 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 boy. Are y'all seeing this tonight? Are y'all seeing this tonight? So when you go after all that human knowledge and human wisdom, the more you get, the more sorrow it brings. The more questions you have. Scientists, they have scientists in, this, in, this, in America, in, in the earth, who have taken their own lives, committed suicide, because they have delved into things and they've questioned, they've done their research, they've dug in, they've, they've discovered, and the more they discover, the more questions it leaves, and they're, they're trying to find the God particle, they're, they're trying to find everything started, and, and it just it messes their minds up, and it boom, blows their minds. Because all of their knowledge... The more they know, the more confused they are. Solomon said, in much human wisdom is much vexation. And he who increases knowledge, this is talking about human knowledge here, right? Increases sorrow. Remember I told you, when you get over the human knowledge, human wisdom, it's going to get you over into fear, it's going to get you into toil, it's going to get you into frustration. Because you, you're trying to know stuff by, by a fallen man system. Are y'all hearing that? That's gonna, it's gonna just going to produce more questions. Glory to God. When God has perfect answers. All right? So that's what sense knowledge does. Sense knowledge. Now let's look at revelation knowledge. Because there's another kind of knowledge, right? Now go back towards the back of the book. We go back to those prophets over there. And go, go to the minor prophets to a guy named Hosea. Right, you were in Daniel a few minutes ago. Go to the next book, Hosea. Hosea chapter 4. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Hosea 4. I pray that this blesses you tonight. Hosea 4. Thank you, Lord. Verse 1 says, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. So we're talking about here revelation knowledge. Okay? By swearing and lying, killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. So notice when there's no revelation knowledge, you get swearing, come on, and lying, and killing, and stealing, and adultery, they break all restraint. Remember what, what we read there in, uh, in Proverbs? That uh, where there's no vision, the people cast off restraint. Where there's no open revelation, the people cast off restraint. So he said, this is what's happening. He said, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Now look down, please, at verse 6. Verse 6. Watch this. My people are destroyed. Come on, saints. For lack of knowledge. Now, he already said lack of knowledge, the knowledge of God. So it's obvious here we're not talking about human knowledge. Because there's plenty of human knowledge. He said that we're destroyed, people are destroyed for the lack of revelation knowledge. Are y'all hearing that? But watch this. Because you have rejected knowledge. So the knowledge is available. Revelation from God is available. He says, because you have rejected knowledge. All right, we got that so far? But let's keep going here. I also will reject you from being priest for me. 
So there's a particular group of people that he's talking to here. He's not talking to the general public. He's talking to the priests, but he's talking about the people. He said, my people are destroyed because there's no revelation going for them. Oh, y'all got to hear this. He said, my people are in trouble. My people are broke. My people are sick. My people are dying. My people's lives are falling apart. My people's families are falling apart. My people's marriages are falling apart. Because you guys, you messengers, you ministers, you priests are not giving forth uh, uh, revelation knowledge. You've rejected it. Priests. Oh, my God. Glory to God. You see, revelation knowledge, when there's a lack of it, it destroys lives. In fact, give me verse 6 again in the Amplified, please. Verse 6 Amplified. Watch this. I'm going to show you something. This is very important. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you that you shall be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. My goodness. So when there's no revelation. And I'm telling you, uh, you remember in the days... Uh, Thank you, Lord. In 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And over there in chapter 3, 1 Samuel 3, verse 1, says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare, or King James says precious in those days. Precious. Why? There was no widespread revelation. So it looks a lot like today. Even with, we have TBN and Daystar and the Word Network and we got all kind of CTN and we got all kind of networks and we have YouTube. There's preaching all over YouTube. But just because there's preaching doesn't mean there's revelation. And that's why you, when you look at the state of the body of Christ, why the body of Christ is, is, is so many people are falling apart. So many people are still broke and sick and dying and disgusted and busted and can't get ahead because there's not much revelation going forth. A lot of word. A lot of sermons, a lot, a lot of singing, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, show, but not much revelation. And when there's not much revelation, the people are in trouble. My people are destroyed for lack of this revelation. Oh, my God. Are y'all with me on this here? Now, I want to keep going here. I want to keep going. I need to show you something here. That God, go, go to the book of Malachi. God holds the priests responsible. My goodness, we need to be praying for pastors all over this nation because God holds men and women of God responsible who've been working to build their own kingdom, who've been working to push and advance their own agenda, who've been saying, thus said the Lord, but a word doesn't come from him. Woe to the prophets, woe to the priests who say, thus said the Lord. 
and I have not spoken to them. Oh my God. Malachi 2. Malachi 2. You're going to see this here. In Malachi 2, verse, uh, the, the heading of Malachi 2, my Bible says corrupt priests. Anybody else's Bible say that? Now look at verse 7. Remember what we read? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, hold that. All right? Go back to Hosea 4, 6. Get on the screen for me. Y'all just hold Malachi 2. 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you've rejected knowledge, I'll also reject you from being priests. Because you have forgotten the law or the commandments of the Lord your, of your God. So the priests have forgotten the law of God. They've forgotten God's ways, God's ordinances, God's way of operating. All right, y'all got it? Now go back to Malachi 2 and verse 7. See what it says. For the lips of the priest, oh my God, should keep this knowledge. And he's not talking about scientific knowledge. He's talking about revelation knowledge. So on the lips of the priest, Oh my God, there should always be revelation knowledge flowing off the lips of your priest, of your preacher, of your pastor, your man and woman of God. He says, and people should seek the law from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. The Lord of angel armies. When you see Lord of hosts, well, I've talked to this before. That, that's the Lord of financial transactions. Oh, my God. So you got to see, oh, my God, that your prosperity is tied to the mouth of your messenger. Your prosperity, your well-being, your wholeness, your healing is tied to the mouth of your man of God. But it's got to be a man or woman of God. With revelation on their lips. With a thus said the Lord, and it's actually a thus said the Lord. Not, not a, as, as dad said all the time, not, not an echo. We got too many echoes in the land. We got folk who preach this stuff because they saw, oh, look, they preach that over there and they got a, they got a plane. They preach that over there, they got a big old house, they got a big ministry. So I'm going to preach that too. You're an echo. You're not spending enough time with God. You're not praying. I'm, I'm, tell, I'm just going to tell you the status of preaching in, this, in America. They're not praying. They're not fasting. They're not spending time with God. They're, they're, they're in the club. They're, in the, they're, 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 they're golfing every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. You don't have time to golf that much, man of God. I'm with some people watching. You don't have time to golf that much, man of God, and get a word from the Lord. You don't have time to do that much shopping and get a word from the Lord. You don't have time to sit on and watch that many movies and get, that, get a word from God. You got to spend time with God so when you stand before God's people, they can come and get the law of God, a revelation from God, off your lips. Because the people can never advance past the revelation they're receiving. You need to hear that. You need to know that. People can never advance past the revelation that they're receiving. So God puts the keys 
to your success in the mouths of his messengers. Prophetic revelation unlocks the mysteries of God for you. That's why who you listen to is critical. It can literally mean the difference between life and death. I said it can literally mean the difference between you living or you dying. Because if you sit and you receive a word from some person who has no revelation of divine healing, has no revelation of divine health, no revelation of divine life, they're going to preach you right into your grave. If they don't have a revelation of divine provision, of divine prosperity, they're going to preach you right into the poorhouse. Because people can't advance past the revelation that they receive. Oh, oh no, Pastor. I can get the word on my own. I know you can go in and get the word on your own, but I'm going to show you this tonight. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the preached word of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So who you listen to is critical. It makes the difference between living and dying. Being broke or being rich. I mean, Paul said it. Paul, Paul said, Paul, he was going through his resume and all the things that he's been through. He said, he said man, I, I, I live poor. Now, he wasn't poor. He was talking about he, he, kept, he kept going through all his trials. He said, but I made many rich. That's what Paul said. I made many rich. Ah, God. He said, I made many rich. He would come along in Romans 11, Romans 1, I think, verse, verse 11, talk about how he'd come along and say, I want to impart some spiritual gift to you. I want to give you something. Glory to God. That's what we talk about today, right? Glory to God. Now, now, 2 Chronicles 20, 20. Y'all know this verse here, don't you? 2 Chronicles 20, 20. God put it in here. He said, uh, I'm just going to paraphrase here. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Then he said, believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. So prosperity in every area of your life. I don't just mean money. It includes money, but it's every area of your life. It's tied to you believing a revelation that comes forth through a man, a woman, or men, men and women of God. This is more than just me and Pastor Kim. There are many, uh, I ain't gonna say many. There, there are a few men and women of God. I'm just gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm just gonna tell you the truth. It ain't many. It ain't many who gonna give it to you straight, clean. Clean. I'm talking about clean. Clean voices. There aren't many. There are a few. And so, God gives you this revelation knowledge that comes from their mouths and is meant to bring you over. So when you believe that word, it's meant to take you somewhere. Go, go to Romans 10. I just quoted that here. Romans 10 and verse 17. Y'all still with me here? Yeah. Romans 10, 17. Glory to God. You know this verse. Well, I'm starting at verse 12. Let me start at verse 12. Romans 10 verse 12 says, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Or the same Lord over all will bestow his riches. One translation says, to all who call upon him. For whoever calls, whoever what? Whoever calls 
on the name of the Lord shall be saved, sozoed. That means healed, means made rich, it means protected, it means preserved. All right? So to be healed, you got to call on the name of the Lord. To be protected, to be delivered, to be made rich, you got to call on the name of the Lord. Got it? Now, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And, and, don't shut me down yet, y'all. And how shall they hear? Well, I can hear the Lord for myself. How shall they hear? I don't need a preacher nor a teacher as long as I got King Jesus. How shall they hear without a preacher? Now this preacher, don't think a preacher as just some guy in a clergy collar and shiny shoes. This is talking about a prophetic voice. Because the next thing it says, how shall they preach unless they are sent? So there's some preachers who went, but they weren't sent. I'm serious. I'm serious. I mean, there's all kind of, you can go to seminary, theological schools, any day, they open, you can go online. You can go online and go to seminary school. Get a theological degree and get you a young collar and everything, start your own church. It, just, it don't take nothing but, you know, say the $500. You can do it. They went. But the ones that are sent, if they're sent by God, then they are sent with a prophetic revelation. And once people, oh my God, oh my God. They're, they're sent with a prophetic revelation. How should they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace and who bring good, glad tidings of good things. All y'all preach over there at that church is good things. Yes! That's what I'm, I'm called to preach. What you want me to preach? Bad things? Right now, right now, they're attacking one of our brothers in the faith. They're attacking Brother Jesse because Jesse is believing God for another plane. And so they're, they're, he's, he's under attack. They, I mean, he made the national news and everything. And, and you know, of course, they'll put in that line, he's one of those prosperity gospel preachers. That's what they always emphasize that. He's one of those prosperity gospel preachers. Well, what is everybody else? A poverty gospel preacher? A sickness gospel preacher? A broke Busting a disgusted gospel preacher? I mean, what would you rather hear? What, what do people need? If people sick, they don't need to hear, well, you know, the Lord, one of these old days, you're going to get a new body over in glory. And isn't that what, what they preach in the regular church? You're going to get a new body over, ain't going to be no pain no more. Ain't going to be no crying over there. Ain't going to be no dying over there. Going to be hidey, hidey, and never goodbye. I don't know what howdy howdy mean. What is that? Howdy, 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 ho. I mean, Cap Calloway gonna be over in heaven leading a band or something? <laughs> well, I don't understand it. Heedy, 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 heedy. But this is, this is what they, so they have folk. They have folk forsaking their inheritance on this side, believing God for something on the other side.
saints in the light. Colossians 1.12, I believe that is. So we've been, we've made partakers. So people, they get mad when you preach in prosperity, but that's what you need to know. Believe his prophets and you're going to prosper. <laughs> Not go broke. Not stay sick. So I'm telling you, it's, it's critical that you know who you're listening to here. Glory to God. So I'm in, I'm in here in verse uh, uh, 16 now, Romans 10, verse 16. But they had not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, faith, faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes, we could put that word in there, hearing comes by the word of God. All right? Now, give me that same verse, verse 17, in the New English translation. The New English translation. Praise God. New English translation on verse 17 for me, please. And you'll see this. N-E-T? Yeah, N-E-T. Consequently, faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the preached word of Christ. You got it? It's the preached word. So, yeah, it's important for us to have the word playing. We can put the word on CD or MB3 and have, listen to it, and we can read ourselves. But faith, remember, your faith needs revelation knowledge. So this real faith comes by the word being preached to you from a preacher that's been sent. Sent with revelation knowledge. Because when that preacher preaches, remember, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. So what happens is you come sitting here on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whenever we get together, and you hear me or any, one of our ministers preach the word of God to you, and we're preaching faith, we're preaching revelation, and you receive it, all of a sudden now your hearing is opened. That's right. To a greater degree. You've already come in open to receive, but when you hear the word of God, now something turns on. And now you, you begin to, to get what's called the hearing of faith. And once that's open, now you can be riding your car on a Tuesday. And that word that you heard will still be speaking to you. Bam. Oh, I heard something. Has that ever happened to you? You riding your car or you at work on Wednesday? Pastor, I heard something. You call somebody your friend. Hey, I just heard. What a pastor wasn't still preaching, but the Holy Ghost was still talking. You got it? So your faith comes by hearing, and your hearing comes from the word of God, from you hearing the preached word of God. Y'all got it? All right. All right. So, again, faith comes by hearing the revealed word of God, and you can't have faith for anything until you get a revelation on it. You hear me? You can't have faith for anything until you get a revelation on it. Many things, in fact, Dad was talking about this last night. Many things that we do, we do uh, before we understand it. Yes. And that, that's even okay. Uh, to, in other words, our, uh, we, our spirit gets us to move, it, move in it before our mind understands it. Because remember, by faith we understand, Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith we understand. But when you really want to get your faith fully engaged, now what God does is he opens your mind, op opens your heart really, your spirit to receive, and the word starts to talk to you. You start to, oh, I see something I didn't see before. And the more you see, the more you know, and the more you know, the more you see. In other words, you begin to get more manifestation. 
I told you this before, progressive uh, revelation, right, and progressive manifestation, uh, or progressive transformation, and then progressive uh, manifestation. See, so the more, the more you, you hear, the more, the more God opens you up and you begin to receive more, you begin to know more, and from what you begin to know, you begin to see and receive more from the Lord. Y'all getting this here. So it's interesting, you can have two people. You know the Bible talked about in, in, uh, in, in Matthew 13, Luke 8, and Mark 4, the same story is there in each of those chapters of the parable of, of the four grounds. Right? So you wonder how, how people have different grounds. It, it's just like this. You can have two people come in here tonight and hear the exact same word. But only one gets results. Now they're hearing the exact same revelation, hearing the exact same word, but only one gets results. What's the difference? One, one ground. One. Remember Jesus said, take heed how you hear. One applies their faith to the, rev to the revelation. In fact, in reality, mo most times you'll see where one actually came in faith. Hey, that's right. Are you Am I right about it? What, what, that, one came, that one came expecting to receive something. Some people come to church just because it's Wednesday. Or because it's Sunday. And they walk away with nothing. But some people come, no, I come today expecting. I came with my cup. I came with my fork. I came with my knife. I got a beer bone. I want you to feed me till I want no more. Praise the Lord. Bread of heaven. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So again, what happened? One comes hungry, comes expecting the other, the other comes, and they're sitting there, they're, they're critiquing. They're critiquing. And they're they're arguing on the inside. Come on now. Oh, you've done it. Every one of you have done it. Don't look at me like I'm, like I'm, I'm lying. Every one of you know how I won't know every one of you have done it? Because I've done it. I've sat there and critiqued. I've sat there and, and argued. I, I was telling him this morning, when, when Dad first came here in 2009 and he was preaching that stuff, And I invited him to the church. Yet I'm sitting there, and what he's saying is not, is not, not meshing with my brain. It's the yellow blocks, you know? And I'm like, I'm sitting there like, mm-hmm. Who this man think he is coming in this church talking about that, you know? All right? And I'm critiquing. Because I'm hearing he calling his scriptures out, and I'm saying, I don't know if that means that. Because, you know, I know some scripture. I'm telling you, this happens to a lot, a lot of scholars, a lot of biblical students who've been in church their whole life, and they know, they know two or three scriptures, and somebody comes with a revelation, and they're trying to match revelation against their little scripture, their little favorite scripture. I don't know if it means that. I know it because I was doing it. But when you've had enough and you say, you know what? I need to know something. I'm going, I'm going to abandon and forsake what I knew. That's right. I count everything I, I knew as dung. Because yes. I need to receive something. Right. All of a sudden, boom, my, my ears are open. Boom, my heart is open. Boom, all of a sudden my spirit is open to receive. Oh, I see. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, I see. Oh, when you see. 
Man, when you see that changes that absolutely everything in your life, praise the Lord. Now, now, go to, go to Proverbs 14. Y'all got a few more minutes here? Proverbs 14. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, this is, this is helping me. I'm telling you, God wants to get us. I was telling my wife today, and she was, she was listening to the message from Sunday, and the Lord said something about uh, uh, us getting off the highway of, of toil and so forth. And, and then the other part about uh, revelation versus recitation. I said, I know that was a Holy Ghost. I ain't that, I, that wasn't even in my brain nowhere. But God's trying to get us away from recitation. We, we can quote scripture. But quoting scripture isn't getting you manifestation. It's revelation from God. Glory to God. It's when your eyes are open and you say, I got it. Oh, my God, I got it. Once you got it, it's just praise and worshiping God from then on out, man. Proverbs 14, verse 6. I want to show you the difference between what happens when you come on a Wednesday and somebody else comes on a Wednesday. When you come in on a Sunday morning and you rejoice and you go out there and work in the word and somebody else comes in and they go back, go back out there to the world and operate on PC. A scoffer seeks wisdom and does not find it. Now, a scoffer is a, is a mocker. A scoffer is a, a scorner. A scoffer is one who pokes fun at what they hear. They question everything they hear. They're, they're, they're critiquing. They're judging. They're, oh, that ain't, that ain't right. I don't believe all that. I don't believe all this mess works. These people are crazy. That's a scoffer. He says, and a scoffer seeks wisdom and does, and does not find it. But knowledge... Revelation knowledge, ladies and gentlemen, is, <laughs> did y'all just see that? It's easy to him who understands. So when you get some understanding, that's what the Bible says, in all that getting, get understanding. Once you get an understanding, okay, I, I, what, what, do I, what do I need to understand? I understand I'm on a different operating system. That's the biggest challenge, is to understand, I'm not on PC anymore, I'm on Mac. You got it? Or I'm not, I'm not on, I'm not on uh, uh, the, what's the, we got the metric system over in Europe. What do we have here? What we, standard the standard, standard system. I'm, I'm not on the standard, I'm on the, the metric system over there. You know, uh, Deacon Gershom and I, we went to uh, Africa, this is, what, 11 years ago now, I think, right? It's been a long time, brother. We went to Africa, and I had uh, taken my, my little clippers, my little edges, you know. I'm going to shave while I'm there, you know. And I, I, took, I took that thing, man, and uh, I went to plug it in so I could shave myself. Boy, did I get a surprise. Because the plug looked just like our plugs. But when I plugged in, that thing says, and I was trying to say, I'm like, oh, snap. But I had to finish because I already started. That's the worst thing, man. I got to finish because... <laughs> I'm in the middle, right? And so we had to go buy it. I had to go buy a little converter. Because it's a different system. And once you understand that, you can function. It's easy to operate on the system because I understand it's a different system. So the scoffer doesn't understand that. 
They're mocking, judging, so they're trying to, trying to get wisdom and they can't find it. But knowledge is or it comes easy. Revelation knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Now, give me that same verse. Uh, I think I sent it to y'all uh, in the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. Watch this. Says the intellectually arrogant. Come on now. Get, get that person out of your head. You think about somebody. The intellectually arrogant seek for wisdom, but they never seem to discover what they claim they're looking for. Let's just stop there. Intellectually arrogant. I mean, I'm, I'm smart. I got all the sense. Yes, all the world sense. And you, you know how to conjugate all your verbs better than pastor. And you know what words aren't really English words. And you know, you know how to contract, you know, all your different stuff. And you know proper past tense pronunciation and all that kind of stuff. And here I am giving revelations going to bring you out of debt and bring you into life and bring you over in abundance. And you, you know what, hey, you, you, uh, you had that wrong. You had the place that, that was actually over in Samaria. They were over there. Oh, man, I don't care nothing about that. I don't care if I quoted the wrong, the wrong book, the wrong chapter, and the wrong verse. Did you get the revelation, doggone it? in a whole different testament. I'm trying to get your money. I'm trying, trying to get to your healing. I'm trying to, I want to get your marriage straightened out. Talk to me about pronunciation. Can you pronounce broke? Can you pronounce sick? Can you pronounce dead? Can you pronounce dead? Those are one syllables. Those are pretty easy. But abundance is three syllables. I got that abundance, prosperity, wholeness, manifestation, demonstration. Those are multiple syllables. I can do that. So the intellectually arrogant seek for wisdom, but they never seem to discover what they're looking for. For, notice how the Passion Translation puts it. For revelation knowledge flows. To the one who hungers for understanding. Do you know why you're here tonight? Okay, maybe not. Because you hunger for understanding. You could have taken the Wednesday night off. You already came to church on Sunday. You already been here once a week. You're going to be back this Sunday. You don't have to go on a Wednesday night. It's raining. That's good. This good sofa napping weather, huddled up watching the television or something, drinking some coffee, some tea or something. But when you're hungry, when you're hungry for understanding, you don't let anything hold you back. I don't care if it's a Wednesday, past a Saturday morning, I'm going to be there, Saturday, because I, I'm hungry. And because when you get hungry, the Bible says revelation knowledge flows. That's why you'll be sitting at your job, at your desk, and all of a sudden, bam, I just, I just heard something. To the point you be shouting, glory, hallelujah. Do a dance at work. What you dancing for? What you Are you crazy? No, I ain't crazy. I just heard the glory. He just showed me something. Praise God. Glory to God. So Revelation all just flows to those, to the one who hungers for understanding. 
Pastor Kim quoted this tonight, Isaiah 40, 44, verse 3, which says, God says, for I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. Pouring water is talking about revelation flowing. Pouring out his revelation. I'll pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. Then it says, I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. So if you're hungry and if you're thirsty, if you're seeking God and want what he has for you, then he's going to bless you and your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. He's going to pour out his spirit and he's going to pour out blessings. Praise the Lord. I, I like that. Yes, Lord, I like that too. What, what you said, pour your spirit and blessings. So I'm going to pour my spirit, that's the spiritual stuff, and my blessing. That's the, that's the blessing that's going to produce prosperity and wholeness and, and, and healing and everything in your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Y'all got a few more minutes? All right. Now, again, Hebrews 11.1. 1, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith perceives. So faith perceives something. Perceive means it senses. It gathers something from another source, another, another realm, another dimension, okay? Your faith operates on revelation knowledge. Okay? Knowledge from outside of the sense realm. Faith perceives as real fact, as real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. So faith has nothing to do with how you feel, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you touch, what uh, anything that's reported to you, faith has nothing to do with that. Faith only deals in the real facts from another realm. You got it? I told you Sunday, faith doesn't need a good doctor's report. Faith will produce a good doctor's report. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Faith doesn't need a good dollar's report. So if I go to a doctor and they say, oh, it, it looks bad. You know, I'm going to get tested. It looks bad. Well, that doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't affect my faith. You understand? My faith is based on what's not revealed to the senses. Okay? So faith perceives what's not apparent in the natural realm. So with faith, once you've heard God, once you've heard what God says about it, whatever your it is, anybody have an it you praying about, any it you need? Once you've heard whatever God says about it, that's it. Okay? All right, now, I want to close in Acts chapter 9. In Acts 9. I think I closed there. Because I want to show you um, a real life scenario where Sense knowledge was at work, and revelation knowledge was juxtaposed to it. Okay? Acts 27, and we're going to start at verse 9. Are you there? All right. This is where Paul is, is he's, uh, he's already asked, he wants to go before, you know, go and stand before Caesar. And so they've arranged... For Paul to go to Caesar, he gets on the boat. This guy uh, with this centurion named Julius, 
my brother's name. And he's going to take him all the way over to Rome to see, to stand before Caesar, okay? Now, I'm going to pick up this story in verse 9. Verse 9 says, Now when much time had been spent, and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them. Now, Paul is a man of God. He's a prophet. He's an apostle. He's a man of God. Am I right about it? Okay, so Paul advised them. Now, he's on a boat with his, with his centurions, the Romans, soldiers, as well as the people who own the boat, who have this, this business, okay? And here's Paul, a man of God, giving them advice. Okay? Now, let's look at it here. Verse 10, saying, men, I perceive perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss. Not only of the cargo and, and ship, but also our lives. Now, where does he get this perception from? Is revelation knowledge. Because he's on the same boat as they are, looking at the same weather conditions as they are, but they're, they're not seeing this. Now, so you would think, okay, he's looking at, the, you know, it looks kind of dark clouds out there. It looks like it might be a storm. No, he says, no, I perceive something. He's getting this information from God. Okay, now watch. He says, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Verse 11. Nevertheless, the centurion with his smart self was more persuaded by the helmsman. The helmsman is the pilot. The, the captain of the ship and the owner of the ship then by the things spoken by Paul. My God, that's many people's problem right there. Here's Paul speaking by perception, speaking by revelation from God, but because he's just a preacher, they rather listen to the captain of the ship and the owner of the ship than listen to Paul. Now, the captain of the ship and the, and the owner, now the, the helmsman here, the captain, the skipper, the, the pilot, he's saying one thing, and the owner of the ship is saying one thing. Now, the, the, the captain knows uh, the, the nautical world. He understands how, to, you know, maritime adventures. He understands how to navigate the seas. He, 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 this is what his job is. So even though Paul has said, hey, let's not go, because this guy has okayed it with all his uh, knowledge, his human knowledge, they go with what he says. Then you have the owner of the ship. They listen to what he says. Why? Because he's the owner. He's the money bags. So whatever he says, because he's the money man, it must be right. We're going to go with what he says. Forget what this old preacher says. He locked up anyway. So disregard with the preacher. Go with the man with all the education and the man with all the money. And this is where folk in the body of Christ, right up in this church, get in a lot of trouble because what the man of God says pales in comparison to what the educated folks say and what the people with the money say. Glory, I'm trying. Praise the Lord. So they listen to the owner. 
Now, now, keep your finger there. Keep your finger there. And get on the screen for me, please, media. Get Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 12. Because I want to show you revelation is better. Revelation knowledge is better than money. They listen to money. Revelation, revelation 7, uh, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 12. says, for wisdom is a defense. As money is a defense. Can we agree with that? But the excellence of knowledge, revelation knowledge, is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. Now give me that same verse in the, the uh, New English translation, please. The New English translation. Wisdom gives a wise person more, no, no, that's the wrong verse. Verse, verse uh, 12, verse 12. I knew I like that, I knew it can't be that, that different. Seven verse 12. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Are we getting it? Are we lock it. It doesn't show verse 12? No. Go to verse 11. Not on the computer. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, it must be an old version of the computer right there. We got to upgrade our computer in Jesus' name. Let me, let me upgrade you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. But, cause, okay, so let's get, get me, go back to King, New King James. Go back to New King James. Let's, let's, we'll, we'll take that. Uh, 7 verse 12. 7-12. All right. Again, the excellence or the advantage of knowledge, revelation knowledge, is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. All right. Now, they're going by this money bags, man. You have the NET? All right, let me read that. NET. Y'all have it. 7 verse 12 says, for wisdom provides protection, just as money provides protection. But the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves, preserves the life of its owner. Wisdom preserves. Now, this wisdom is... This wisdom comes from revelation knowledge. Whatever God gives you revelation knowledge, it includes his wisdom or his instruction. And that instruction is going to preserve your life. So the wisdom of God is going to save you out of trouble. Y'all don't forget that here. All right. Now, uh, what I leave off in verse, in verse uh, uh, back in Acts 27, 27, verse 11, right? So Paul advised them on what he perceived. Then it says they were more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner than by those things spoken by Paul. Verse 12, now watch this other, other mistake people make. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter, in, to, to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also. So they went with the biggest vote. Instead of, instead of operating under a theocracy where God's word meant something, they went with a democracy. Let's take a vote on it, guys. What's y'all vote? Let's vote. Are we going to stay here or are we going to keep on going? And the majority said, let's keep on going. Although the man of God had already said, don't go, don't leave. We're going to be in trouble. This is the same thing that happened to the children of Israel. Remember the 12 spies went over into the promised land? Ten of them came back and said, we can't take it. And the majority, they listened to what the majority said. And because they listened to that, they missed out on the promised land. But two men of God, who the Bible says had a different spirit, 
They said we can take it. God is with us. <laughs> so are you seeing this here? Are you seeing what happens when you go with the majority? I don't care what the world's saying. What is God saying? I don't care what the world says. Oh, this the world says is the best one to do this. If God says don't move, you don't move. And if the world said this is the worst time to do this, if God says do it now, then you do it now. Glory to God. All right, let me keep going here. Verse 13. So they, they didn't, they're not following the advice of the revelation knowledge from the man of God. Verse 13. When the south wind blew softly, supposing, notice they, they're supposing that they had obtained their desire. That's the trick of the world system. The trick of the world system is to make you think you've gotten what you want. They suppose, are y'all seeing this here? This is easy preaching right here. Suppose that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close, close by Crete. But not long after, this is how the world sets you up, but not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose. Because they failed to listen to the advice of the man of God, to the word that he received from God, they ran into a storm. But the advice, the word of God was going to keep them out of this storm. But they went with the majority. They went with, with the education. They went with, with, with the money advisors. And now here they get in this big old storm. Eurocladon. The Bible says it's got a name to it. This big old storm here. It's worse than Irma here. This is a big old storm. So watch this. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. In other words, the wind, the ship was caught up in every wind of doctrine. This is, I'm just telling you, this is what happened. In Ephesians, Ephesians 4 verse 11, the Bible says he gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the edification of the body of Christ. And it says, uh, so that we be no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. What happens when you don't, you don't get perfected, you don't let uh, the word of God, the revelation from God come through your uh, person of God that, that he sends to you? You get tossed like a ball. Get tossed by every, everything that happens. Boom, life throws you this way. Boom, life throws you that way. Boom, and you think, oh, this, God, is not, God is not there for me. Yes, God's there for you. That's why he gave the word to somebody to keep you out of that mess. Praise the Lord. All right, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Keep going here. All right. Verse 16, running under the shelter of an island called Clauda, uh, we secured, yeah, I'm sorry, we, we secured the skiff. The skiff is, is the lifeboats here with difficulty. When they had taken it on board, the lifeboat on board, they used cables to undergird the ship and fearing lest they should run aground on the, on the uh, Sardis sands, they struck sail and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us. All hope that we should be saved was finally given up. That's what happens with this world system. It'll eat you up. It'll, it'll go after you and keep on working on you until you lose all your hope. And that's why people in the world take their own lives or they, or they kill other people and then take their own lives because all hope has been lost. Why? They've listened to what the world said. All right, verse 21. But, long after, but after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them. Watch this. Y'all ready for the turnaround? 
Paul stood up in the midst of them and said, men, members, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this debt. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> incurred, incurred this expense or incurred this, um, married this person or whatever. And lost. You wouldn't have had this loss if you just listened to what the word of God has said. Verse 22. And now I urge you, but here's the mercy of God. And now I urge you to take heart. Watch this. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. Where is he getting this from? He says, for there stood by me this night an angel. <laughs> oh, my God. To whom I belong. And whom I serve, I belong to him. And he told me I'm going to Rome. And it don't matter if I run into hell and high water and all the wind. And you can name every storm in this world. If God told me I'm going to Rome, I'm going to Rome. And he's not going to let me go down with you. And if you stick with you, with me, he won't let you go down with me. So since I'm on this ship, God's going to preserve us. Because I'm, I'm here on a word from the Lord. I'm, I'm going somewhere by revelation. And God is going to keep his word unto me. So fellas, stick with me. I know you messed up. But God's going to redeem your life from destruction. You messed up. You got, you got hyped up. You got, you got food. But it's all right. Just stick with me. Well, I, I, I just got to say it was a bonus. You might have messed up a few times. But just stick with me. I'm talking as a man of God. Stick with me. And even though you had some loss, God's going to keep your life. And we're going to make it to the, our destination. Because I got a word from the Lord. An angel stood by me this night. So he said, verse 24, I got I to finish here, saying, don't be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, and indeed, and indeed, y'all see this? God has granted you all those who sail with you. <laughs> so you better stay on the ship. Tell your neighbor, stay on the ship. Tell them you're going to be glad you stayed with it. You're going to be glad of who you're with. Stay on the ship. The storm hasn't ceased yet. But stay on the ship. The wind might still be blowing. But stay on the ship. The waves might be getting high. But stay on the ship. It might be dark out there. No sun and no stars. But stay on the ship. Just stay on the ship. Don't quit. Because I believe God has granted me all those who sail with me. <laughs> Therefore, take heart, men. Take heart, women. Take heart, my children. For I believe God. Oh, thank God. I have a man of God who believes God. You have a man of God who believes God. I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. 
And when you got a man of God or anybody preaching to you or ministering to you who has that sort of conviction, stay on the ship. The devil want to get you to jump overboard. The devil wants to get you to jump overboard. It's too rough. Jump overboard. Try to swim on your own. No, no, no. It's too rough to swim on your own. Stay on the ship. Too far to swim on your own. Stay on the ship. Oh, but, but the ship's falling apart. But it's, listen, we may lose a ship, but we're not going to lose our lives. Oh, my God. All right, let me, let, me, let, me, let me finish up here. I'm telling you, you're going to be glad you stayed with it. Be glad of who you're with. Look at this down in verse, uh, verse 33. So not only now does Paul have a word from the Lord, a new word. So this is a new word. <laughs> the old word was don't go. But now because they went, now he got a new word. All right, these fools don't know what they're doing, but I'm going to take care of you, Paul. Here's a new word. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't want to be... <laughs> Some people are still preaching the same old word. No, it's all right. I, I understand. It's all right to go back over a message. I understand that. I understand you can pull up some things God has showed you before. But as times move and as things happen, you need a new, a fresh word. Oh, thank God for a fresh word. Come on, I thank God for a fresh word. All right, now watch. He says, so I urge you to praise God. He says, uh, verse, verse 33, verse 33. And as the day was about to dawn, now it's been dark, 14 straight days. They ain't seen no sun, they ain't seen no stars, nothing. He said, now as the day is about to dawn. Y'all hearing that? Weeping man do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Your day is about to dawn here. Watch this. Paul implored them all to take food. Now you've been fasting. There was an appointed fast they were in before. Remember we, the story started out, the fast was now over. But now they've been fasting out of fear. They were going through some mess they couldn't eat. They have a word. They, they were living on the fear level, the sense knowledge level. And so their fear paralyzed them so much they couldn't even eat. But when the man of God got a revelation, knowledge, word from God, now faith kicks in. And when you get faith, it frees your spirit back up. Now watch, he says, he says, now watch. He implored them all to take food, saying, today is the 14th day you have waited and continue without food and eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival. Therefore, I urge you to receive bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds of the mouth of God. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to take nourishment, for this is for your survival. How you gonna make it? Listen, the ship ain't going out, but you need to get some word, get some word on the inside to sustain you until the clouds break. You need to get some word to sustain you until the dawn breaks. You need to get some word to sustain you until we arrive at our destination. You need to get some word in you to sustain you. He says, since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you, <laughs> and when he had said these things, and when he had said these things, when the man of God gave this revelation, 
he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. So he ate first because he already got his face back. Or he got his face, his face was, hey, we're going to be good. So he said, hey, I'm going I'm I'm to show y'all how to do this thing. So he ate. Verse 36. Now watch. After he ate, then they were all encouraged and also took food themselves. When they saw him eating, oh, everything, everything is going to be all right. I got a feeling. Everything is going to be all right. Tell your neighbor everything's going to be all right. Come on, tell somebody behind you everything's going to be all right. High five somebody, tell them everything is going to be all right. Matter of fact, the Holy Ghost done told me everything is going to be all right. It ain't just a feeling. It's revelation knowledge. The Holy Ghost told me everything's going to be all right. Glory to God. Well, what happened? You know what happened. They ate. They landed where they needed to land. And everything came out just fine. Just fine. Just fine. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can I give you one more scripture? Revelation knowledge. Write this down. Revelation knowledge will keep you out of trouble. This is what was supposed to be happening here. When he said, I perceive, it was to keep them out of the trouble. Revelation knowledge will keep you out of trouble. Proverbs 22, verse 3 says this, a prudent man or a man of discernment foresees evil and hides himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. So revelation knowledge here, when you become prudent or wise or have understanding or have discernment, you get something from God, you, it, you'll foresee evil. You see it ahead of time and you hide yourself or you stay, you avoid the trouble. You got it? This is what God will do for you. That's why he warns you. Remember we read that in, in, in the book of Job, uh, 33 I think it is, where it says uh, he, in, in the vision in a, in, of the night in dreams, he'll warn you, he'll seal your instruction to keep your soul out of the pit. All right, so Revelation knowledge will keep, will keep me out of trouble. But if I'm already in trouble, Revelation knowledge will get me out. Write that down. If I'm already in trouble, Revelation knowledge will get me out. Matter of fact, it's going to take Revelation knowledge to get me out. Come on, y'all, be honest with me. Some of y'all got so much debt, you can't even calculate it. And your, your budget plan ain't going to get it. You know it ain't going to get it. You know, you know boys. It's, it's, you know, if I calculate my plan, it'll be like 35 years. Ain't nobody got time for that. So to accelerate it, I need revelation knowledge from God. Exodus 6, 6, God says, I'm going to rid you out. I'm going to snatch you out of all that stuff. But once you get a revelation about that, then, then boom, you can come out of that. Glory to God. So if you're already in trouble, if your family's in trouble, well, lack of revelation knowledge is what got you into trouble. So it's going to take revelation knowledge to get you out of it. Your plan, 
Well, we can get some counseling. Well, we can get some therapy. Or we can go to Disney World. And, you know, pe people, 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 husbands and wives get in, they, get, they argue and go to Disney World and think that's going to fix it. We're going to go vacation and fix it. Vacation don't fix it because now you don't spend all your money. Now you're even more mad than you were before you went on a vacation. <laughs> you come back with another baby, too. <laughs> all right, give me Proverbs 11, verse 8 and 9. Let's finish here. Proverbs 11. Y'all learn anything tonight? Proverbs 11, verse 8 and 9. Because I said, revelation knowledge will keep you out of trouble, but if you're already in trouble, revelation knowledge will get you out. Proverbs 11, verse 8 says, the righteous is delivered from trouble, and it comes to the who? To the wicked instead. Verse 9, the hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through Knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Give me that same, those two verses amplified, please. Verse 8 and 9 amplified. Glory to God. It says the uncompromisingly righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked gets into it instead. So we shouldn't be getting in trouble, right? It's for the wicked. Any trouble is for the wicked. Verse 9, Verse 9, with his mouth, the godless man destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge and superior discernment shall the righteous be delivered. So when you get discernment from God, it'll, it'll deliver you out of any trouble. I'm talking about each and every one of us. If there's any trouble in our lives whatsoever we've gotten into, it's going to take knowledge. Revelation knowledge will get us out. God, I need an answer. God, show me the way out of this thing here. Hallelujah. Because we can toil for 30 years. We can toil and scratch and claw trying to fix it, and we can't fix it. In fact, the more we do, the more trouble we make. That's what doctors will tell you if they're honest. I was in, in the hospital visiting somebody one day, and the nurse, the doctor came in, this lady came in, I was, she was a doctor, and she said, you know, the more we fix, the more we mess up. I said, what did you just say? <laughs> When I heard her say that, I said, that's what I've been preaching to my people all these years. And it came out of her mouth. The more we try to fix, the more we mess up. But revelation knowledge will get you out with no side effects. You can get healed in no time. That's what a miracle is, is you getting healed in no time. That's what a financial miracle is, is you getting out of debt in no time. Is you being promoted in no time. All right, give me uh, Proverbs 11, verse 9 in the Passion Translation. We're done. The Passion Translation. I'm just, this is exactly where they put it. The teachings of hypocrites can destroy you. That's what was about to happen in, with Paul on that ship. But, Revelation knowledge will rescue. <laughs> I think y'all will shout one or two good times on that boy right there. My God, 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 my God. I'm coming out of trouble. I'm coming out of this mess. I'm coming out of sickness. I'm coming out of lack. I'm coming out of debt. I'm coming out of poverty. I'm coming out of this mess, out of this trouble. I'm coming out of all this. I'm coming out of misery and out of pain and confusion because 
God's going to show me what to do. He's going to show me what's going on. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to write this down. Just remember this. It'll stay in your heart. Once revelation comes, the fasting is over. Y'all missed that. Once revelation comes, the fasting is over. Once you got your answer, you go, go and eat. You can go and have a party then. Because you got just what you wanted. From the Lord. Got an answer from the Lord. I got wisdom from the Lord. I got, once, once you got it. That's what Paul said. Hey, we better, hey guys, go and eat now. It's going to be all right. Once you got a word from God, it's settled. It's done. You can go and eat and enjoy and relax. Praise the Lord. Now, the word came on Sunday. Your toiling is over. Your struggle is over. This is the revealing year. My prayer for you, I've been praying this for you all since last week, that for those of you who are hungry for knowledge, revelation knowledge, that God will show you visions and dreams and speak to you through prophetic utterance that you become so sensitive to the voice of God when you're sleeping, when you're awake, when you're thinking about the Lord, when you're doing something else. Because God can interrupt you while you're doing something else. You can be playing washing dishes and God will talk right to you while you're washing the dishes. Because he, God told, he told Moses that Moses, I have seen the affliction of my people. I've heard their cry. I know their sorrows. And I've come down to deliver them. So when God sees you, hears you, and knows all about your sorrow, he's not going to sit out of the by and let you go through what you're going through. He's coming with an answer. He's coming to rescue his people right out of all of their trouble. Do you all agree with that? Well, stand on your feet. Let's just lift your hands to the Lord tonight. Lift your hands and just worship him for a minute. Lift your hands and receive. Let the Lord know how much you receive the word of God. Come on. You just received a good meal tonight. Just come on, let, let, it, let it soak into your spirit right now. Come on, just a couple of minutes, just a couple of minutes, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, chew it on down, swallow it on down. Swallow this word on down in your spirit tonight. Hallelujah. Know that you're not many days from being rescued. Oh, you've been cast away. Oh, you've been, you've been stranded. But God has not forgotten about you. God sees you. He knows you. He's heard your cry. And you're waiting patiently for him. He's coming to you in the night watch, in the midnight hour. With dreams. Visions. Prophetic words. He's coming with your answer. I was thanking God tonight before I came in for being under great apostolic covering. My God, my, my, my man of God that he's given us of being under great apostolic covering. That's important. So that same apostolic anointing and covering flows all the way down to every one of us. 
and we're under a great prophetic covering. That same prophetic covering and anointing flows down to every one of us. So you and I are to be apostolic people and to be prophetic people. Now, prophetic people are weird. You just need to know that. Prophetic people are weird. They're not normal. They're not normal. I mean, you go around talking about you heard the Lord say something. That's not normal. You're weird. But that same weirdness, that same abnormality is going to bring you into your place of destiny. <laughs> People might laugh as she says she heard the Lord. The Lord said, he said, the Lord said something. Do you know how, how big of a fool I felt in the natural Sunday? Out here blowing and doing this stuff. You know, that was in the natural. Like, I'm like, idiot, idiot. That is dumb. But that was prophetic. Yes. To release something on God's people. It, it released something to, oh Jesus. To accelerate your 30-year plan. Your little five-year plan you got? No, it just, it just, got, it just got accelerated. Count the years as months. Count the months as weeks. Count the weeks as days. Any day now. It won't be long. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you. I thank you tonight. We appreciate you, Father God. We appreciate your precious Holy Ghost. Through him, you speak to us. In fact, he's hovering always. Ready to move in our lives. Thank you, Father, that through him you live on the inside of us. And we are always um, connected to you. We don't ever attempt to disconnect. We don't ever attempt to just uh, take a break from you, Lord. We always want to stay connected to you all the time because we constantly need to hear your voice, to hear your word. You have our answers. You have our instruction. You have everything that we need be successful. Everything we need to enjoy life, everything we need to come out of all the trouble that, we've, that we may be in. Thank you for your word and your promise which says you redeem our lives from destruction, as we like to, from destruction and even as we like to add, even when it's our own fault. Perhaps, Lord, even as your word says, your word says, Father, in Psalm, Psalm 119, that before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. So, Lord, we've gone astray and gotten afflicted, got in, in storms and in the rain. But, Lord, now we keep your word. Thank you for your word, which gets us back on the right path. I pray for each and every one of the people that are here in this room and all those under the sound of my voice watching online or now or any time in the future. That, Lord, that they'd all, all, all of us, every one of us would be receptive to your voice, your spirit, your word. Think of that revelation knowledge flows freely. You said in your word, revelation knowledge is easy to him who hungers for understanding. We are hungry and thirsty for understanding. So think of that, God, wherever we go, whatever we're doing, revelation knowledge flows freely. It comes easy to us. We receive it. Because of revelation knowledge, we can walk and live by faith and not by sight. Thank you that faith is the victory. 
that overcomes this world, and we are victorious in every area of our lives. We thank you. We give you praise for tonight. Father, I pray that as we leave from this place, that your glory continues to be upon us. I pray that grace and peace will be multiplied unto every one of us, that we walk in divine blessing, divine prosperity, divine health, divine life, divine protection, divine revelation, God. Thank you, Father, that every mystery of the kingdom of God is revealed to us. Thank you, Lord, that we walk in favor, blessing upon blessing. Now continue to keep each and every one of us tonight. Keep us through this weekend, Father. I pray that, Father, we come back on Sunday, Lord, ready to glorify, magnify your name. Thank you that the house will be filled with people who are hungry and thirsty for revelation knowledge. Keep speaking, Lord. We'll keep listening and we will obey. So we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor for these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, give God a praise tonight. God bless you. I want you to go and enjoy the Lord. We'll see everybody on Saturday morning. We're meeting. And